Welcome to the Fifth Estate. They bring you the story. We bring you the truth. The Fifth Estate is the news behind the headlines, holding those in power in check. And now, with the real story, here's Cameron Blewett. Evening, Victoria. Thank you for joining me here on uh, this episode of the Fifth Estate Podcast. Um, it might be a bit of a long one tonight, so uh, either put me on, what is it, one and a half or double speed or, or whatever you listen to podcasts on, uh, or get comfy. Uh, so, yeah, as I said, uh, it's been a couple of days, so there's a couple of, a couple of things that I want to talk about, so yeah, it's likely to be a long one. Anyway. Uh, kicking this one off, a couple of days ago, yep, a couple of days ago in the Herald Sun, um, headline is, Mob violence must be condemned. Judge slams thugs who bashed policemen in St Kilda. Now, to be clear here, and I want to make this unequivocal statement or whatever it is, is that um, I'm opposed to all violence. Okay, now... The acts of violence that were committed against this person is unacceptable. Uh, we should not accept it. So, though that being said, I'm referencing this article because I want to talk about something else in later art. You know, in in following on from this, so I'm going to read a couple of different articles. So that I want to make clear. I am in no way condoning this behaviour. And that being said, is that these guys do deserve to have the book thrown at them. Now, going on with that, uh, it says, a gang of brutes who smashed a policeman's head into the ground in uh, Fitzroy Street, St Kilda, have been blasted by a judge for the vicious attack. County Court Judge Scott Johns on Thursday slammed a drunken behaviour. Four of them. uh, Of uh, February 24, 2019. During the affray, you behave like a pack of animals. Uh, random street violence is a scourge on our society. Mob violence must be condemned. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, does it say... Does it say... How long they got? Um, but anyway, um, you know, what they did is that they had, you know, banged this guy's head into the ground Um Okay. Judge John's jailed O'Donnell for 15 months for his disgusting, disgraceful and shameful conduct, setting a non-parole period of eight months. Potts was sentenced to three months in jail following a two-year community correction order where he will have to do 180 hours of unpaid community work as well as alcohol and offender behaviour programs. Uh, both Holdcroft and Mitchell were spare jail and each placed on two-year CCOs. So that is a community correction order. Um, anyway, not talking about that. So the next thing that I want to talk about is another article from a couple of days ago. Both of these appeared in the Herald Sun and of course there will be links in the show notes. Uh, this one's headline is, IPAC finds use of force increasing by Victoria Police's critical incident response team. An IBAC probe into Victoria's critical incident response team has found the use of force is increasing as officers respond to high-risk situations. Now, uh, 
here. The number of times force was used by responding officers has also increased. Of the 1,155 incidents that required critical response in 2021, police used force on 454 occasions, or 39%. It's a rise from 24% in 2020. Uh, the most common type of force over three-year period included grabbing, holding, pushing, or swarming on people of interest. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, and, and this is all part of a, um, a report that was tabled in Parliament. Haven't had a chance to read that one. But, you know, it, it's a thing. On one hand, the judge is condemning civilians for using force and yet on the other hand, nothing is done about the enforcement arm of the state being Victoria Police using force. Um, so, I mean, this is the thing. So, as I've said before, the state should not be the one that has monopoly on violence and if the... Victoria Police is there to protect us. Who is there to protect us from Victoria Police when things like this happen? Uh, you know, and you know, I'll, I'll make it clear again. I don't think Victoria Police should have um, cert port or SOGS. Uh, I don't think that there's any need for it. Um, oh yeah, but what about high risk situations and all that? Well, what makes it a high risk situation? And what? Why can't uh, better trained negotiators or an engaged community? Uh, you know, can it prevent that? Um, so yeah, it, it's it, it's one of those things. I mean, it's that um, you know, Victoria Police is becoming that specialised, and as I've said before, I still believe that they are an unconstitutional organisation because the way that their tactics and equipment and everything like that is is that they are, Victoria has raised a military force. Uh, and I will stand by that one. I'd love to see that constitution uh, legally challenged uh, for that one. But, yeah, I, I, I don't see how any court of law could find that Victoria Police is not a, a, um, a, a military. Now, let me just dig out what section of the constitution is it. Got to wait for that to load up. And my computer's running a little bit slow today. Um, how do you spell military? Do I have one? Oh, I do. Command of Naval Forces. Um, so, Okay. A state shall not, without the consent of the Parliament of the Commonwealth, raise or maintain any naval or military force or impose ta any tax on property of any kind belonging to the Commonwealth, nor shall the Commonwealth impose a tax, uh, any tax on property of any kind belonging to the state. So uh, is it, you know, could you say Victoria Police is? I mean, I think it's both. Uh, but then, you know, yeah. Um, but I, I still think Victoria Police is a military force. Uh, you have a look at the Bearcats, uh, that they need um, Attorney General approval in there because they're classed as weapons of war. Um, you have a look at the tactics, the LRADs, the uh, low-range acoustic devices. You have a look at um, how soggies are equipped, how um, search is equipped and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I, I think it'll be quite easy 
to make that argument. Um, how you make that argument, I don't know. You, you might have to challenge a decision that they're made that is made by them. But anyway, um, this is getting a bit bit outside of of what the original one so was. Um, but that's the thing, you know. Uh, I, as, going back to this first article, yes, I do agree that uh, the uh, use of force against one officer is not acceptable and should not be tolerated in this community and, and this modern society, though by the same token we should not be tolerating Victoria Police's use of force against an unarmed populace. Uh, if it's an armed populace, well, that begs a little bit of a different question there, um, though it depends on uh, the reasons for those individuals going armed. Now, speaking of arms, um, nope, that's not it. There we go. Um, back to the Herald Sun again, Victoria Police Fury at National Shooting Council post about guns officer. Uh, so um, the National Shooting Council uh, had a bit of a rant and um, posted about uh, some of Tim Quilty's comments in Parliament and uh, this article so it says that uh, pl- Victoria Police has hit out the National Shooting Council for an online attack um, on an officer in charge of gun licensing. Uh, Fury Police have hit out at National Shooting Council for online harassment attack on an officer in charge of gun licensing. Um, the gun lobby group whose sponsors include Bush Ranger Brotherhood of Australia used a used the officer's photograph and named him in relation to disputed claims about gun law enforcement. Now, this is the thing: is that talking about what does the, the Bush Ranger Brotherhood of Australia? Now, that has absolutely nothing to do with the article, but it is thrown in there to throw mud at the NSC. Um, now, uh, Tim Quilty has um, had a bit of a crack at uh, Licensing and Regulation Division, LRD, uh, in Victoria Police. He's, he's had a go at that about a number of times. Now, it's the thing is that... Um, the National Shooting Council mentioned uh, mentions a uh, sergeant, uh, senior sergeant. Hang on, let me find that article. Do, 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 do. Uh, hang on. Um, what is it? Out of LID courting for court. Issuing fake permits. Anyway, um, I'll dig that one out. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's a bit of a rant about that. And then uh, obviously the National Shooting Council responds uh, yesterday by saying that the uh, Herald Sun hit piece on NSC backfires. Now it's it's a thing. I mean, in in all honesty, I don't think that uh, a genuine fourth estate, which is what the corrupt corporate press pretends to be, should be doing an article like this. Um, uh, it's, um, you know, it, it's something that, you know, why isn't this, why isn't the, the corrupt corporate press looking into the behaviour of Victoria Police? Why aren't that, why are they just turning a blind eye to everything? Now, going back to what I was talking about before, I, I found the article about uh, the Bush Rangers. Bush Ranger Brotherhood of Australia. Um, uh, it says the National Shooting Council's link with Bush Ranger Brotherhood of Australia has raised concerns among rival gun clubs. 
We'll have disagreements with police, but responsible shooters want to be well-regulated, an official of a rival club who asked to remain anonymous said. Um, some of their stuff, the NSC's, some of their the NSC stuff just isn't factual. The Bush Rangers claim to be a militant andro, androcentric fraternity dedicated to improving the lives of its members and striving to bring about a sovereign territory for straight Anglo-Celtic men who share the same values within Australia. Um, the Bush Rangers website also states its values include strength, discipline and preparedness. A warrior's ethos is expected of all members, affiliates and supporters of this fraternity, the website states. Um, an NEC spokesman said the organisation was comfortable with the sponsorship from Bush Ranger Brotherhood of Australia. Um, we are not aware of any improper or illegal conduct by them or any of our sponsors. Uh, if we were, we would take action on it, but no one, not even your source, has come to us with any uh, any concerns. If they do have information, we we should have it. Then we would welcome it. The Bush Rangers Brotherhood, uh, Bush Ranger Brotherhood of Australia, did not respond to questions. Um, so this is what they're going to do. You know, it's an article. You know, having a crack at Victoria at uh, National Shooting Council for having a crack at Victoria Police. Yet all they do is have a crack at. Um, at this organisation. So whether you believe, you know, subscribe to those views or, or whatever, it's irrelevant. Um, you know, the Herald Sun should not be doing the dirty work of Victoria Police or the government. Uh, it's supposed to be the other way around. The, you know, the Herald Sun is there to, you know, to to um, hold them to account. Uh, so this just goes to show how corrupt uh, the corporate press is in Victoria. Now, um, yeah, but it's 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 just yeah, it, it baffles the mind. Oh, apologies about that, folks. Just had to have a bit of a cough. Hang on. Uh, now, a bit of a drink of water there. Um, just been having one of those days where as soon as you start talking, uh, the mouth gets dry and all that. But anyway, um, I won't bore you with my medical problems. Uh, as we're coming up to uh, the t- issuing of writs, which I think is Thursday or Friday, uh, we're going to see a lot more um, uh, politically related articles. And this one uh, is definitely it. Firefighters intensity uh, intensify war with Andrew's government ahead of Victorian election. Um, so it says 150 fire trucks will be painted with anti-Dan messaging uh, we'll hit the roads from Friday. Now, this is going to be interesting. Um, so, for example, there's one. Dan Andrews, this truck is 27 years old. Um, so, yeah, it's talking about uh, the UFU is going to have a crack at the Andrews government. Um, so I think that there's a, a bit of um, uh, love lost between those two. Um whether the fire should be getting involved in it, I don't know. I mean, we saw the Ambos get involved with the Wu flu shit that was going on for the last couple of years, uh, and I think the fireys did at one stage as well. Um, the fire, the union is committed to strikes over its request for an 8.6% annual pay rise, with um, Fire Rescue Commissioner Ken Block writing to firefighters this week to warn of protected industrial action. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, should firefighters be paid well for what they do? Yes, I don't disagree with that. 
should they be overpaid? No. Uh, should their pays be in line with what the government can afford? Yes. Should the fireys uh, be having their views put forward by a centralised organisation? No, I do not agree with that. Um, so, yeah, it's, I don't know, man, it, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, the, the UFU came out really well uh, with regards to the uh, fire services review that happened a couple of years ago and, and when uh, the MFB got changed into Fire Rescue Victoria and all the career firefighters in the CFA all got moved over to FRV, uh, which means that the CFA is only a 100% volunteer organisation and any uh, full-time firefighters there uh, have seconded from FRV and that includes, you know, the the, the dude at the head of it uh, and all the way down. Now, I do believe that that's a bad thing. I believe that... Um, those views and that position that uh, Supreme Leader Andrews has created is going to cost people their lives uh, because there's going to be still a level of dysfunction between uh, FRV and CFA, whether it is intentional or unintentional, I don't know. And in a time when, uh, as I've said in a previous episode, that uh, the Bushies are screaming for members, I don't think that there should be anything more that should be, uh, you know, causing uh, volunteers not to want to join the organisation or even volunteers to stay within the organisation. And that includes the the um, directions for mandates and of jabs and all that sort of bullshit. Um, uh, where is it? So going back to this article... Uh, Firefighters will be making public aware of outdated fire trucks, sounding the alarm on the states, crumbling fire resources and the unacceptable conditions our firefighters work under, Mr Marshall said. Firefighter safety equals community safety. Unlike the Premier's wages, our committed firefighters are watching their wages go backwards as cost of living and inflation spikes past 7% in the coming months. Um... Meanwhile, we are battling fires under duress with ageing trucks, equipment and and inadequate training facilities. Victorians expect better for the people who protect their homes and businesses. Um, The UFU said 15 outdated trucks were still in use for emergencies and FRV's only fully operational training facility was being used despite being at 121% capacity. Uh, Mr Marshall said the government rejected request for 20 new rescue pumpers and two extra training facilities and also failed to fund a proper trench rescue capability to cover Ballarat, Bendigo and Mildura. Uh, He said demands of professional firefighters were reasonable, sensible and absolute critical to community safety. Um, As revealed by the Herald Sun this month, polling revealed a third of voters saying a damaging campaign by firefighters would influence their decisions on whether to re-elect the Andrews government. Uh, The union has spent more than $1 million on destructive advertising blitz across television, radio and print. Um, So, but it's the thing. I mean, this is, um, you know... Being uh, a union and with a Labor government, uh, they're probably doing this to get their own way. Um, Just because a vehicle is old doesn't mean it's unsafe um, for that one. So I don't know. Uh, 
you'd have to have a look at the vehicle's concern to say, oh, just because it's 27 years old. Anyway, um, is it 27? Yeah, 27 years old, man. I don't know. Um, depends on how they're serviced, if they're rebuilt and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, uh, there's there's something that we're not being told in this and that's what the Herald Sun and all these other corporate press organisations need to be doing is having a look at, at what's going on behind the story. Because uh, as I mentioned uh, a couple of episodes ago that um, the Victorian government was having a go at uh, the UFU because they, they created an entity that was going to register all the professional firefighters and the government didn't want that organisation to be involved in it, which is obviously going to throw kickbacks to the UFU. Um, so, but yeah, it, it's just the thing is that, you know, what do you expect when you have a Labor government? Uh, they'll do the union's bidding and everything like that. And when that relationship starts going a little bit bad or the the governments turn around and say, hey, hang on, maybe we can't afford it, then, you know, they're still going to start screaming and hollering that something's going on. Uh, what else? Uh, going on, still sort of semi-election uh, stuff. Um, uh, Premier Dan Andrews has revealed Victoria is unlikely to get the same level of federal health funding it had during the pandemic at le- until at least 2025. So we're going to face a $1.4 billion federal funding cut um, for that one, though. But this is the thing, is that... We know, or those of us who understand how the Constitution is written, that funding for hospitals is the responsibility of the states. It's not the responsibility of the Commonwealth. So this is it. Um, You know, I think this is a bed that Andrews and uh, all those in the Labor Party have made, uh, so it's their turn to lie in it. Now, going along with that one, uh, Steve Price in the Herald Sun has said how Victoria may be punished if Daniel Andrews is not re-elected on November 26. Uh, now his death bit is saying that uh, we need to vote the um, Andrews government back in because they will be the ones to get funding from an Albanese government. So, but if uh, the um, Labor government was to lose power in Victoria, then Victoria would less likely get get funding, Commonwealth funding, from a Labor government, uh, which just shows that they're both playing politics. Um, For Steve Price to say that, I think that that just shows that he's just there for the uni party. Um, And, yeah, so, but, yeah, it's the thing. we're going to be screwed either way because eventually the Commonwealth or the state is going to run out of money and then what happens from that? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's I don't know. Um, things are going to be interesting. Um, and, yeah, so it's, yeah, it, it, it's, it's just something that, you know, we need to do something to vote the uni party out. Um you know, whether that is voting in genuine independence or what, I don't know. Uh, but we do know we need to vote the in vote the uni party out. And that includes obviously uh, the Andrews regime and Matthew Guy. Now, another reason for that, now I do rant about um, Q 
kids a lot and how uh, society and the government is failing kids. Uh, there's another uh, thing in uh, yesterday's Herald Sun. Victorian Council is powerless to refuse brothels and home-based prostitution. Uh, sex workers are set to ply their trade next to schools and churches in free-for-all with rules on where brothels can operate being stripped back. And this is obviously thanks to the, what are they? The, the, the trio that sold out Victorians, that would be uh, Fiona Patton, uh, Samantha Ratnam from the Watermelons and Andy Medic from the Animal Justice Party. Uh, there's been changes to uh, Victoria's planning provisions uh, which will allow sex workers to, uh, to be legally offered without a permit from any house including rental properties. Rules preventing sex service businesses within 200 metres of schools and places of worship will also be scrapped. Our changes were developed from recommendations by Reason Party leader Fiona Patton as part of a decriminalisation of sex work which aims to increase safety, reduce stigma, improve access to government health and justice services for sex workers. Um, I don't know, man. It's... it's <coughs> there goes that cough again. Um, from the anarchistic point, yes. You know, you should be able to do what you want in your private property uh, and all that sort of stuff and the government should not have... Uh, their fingers in it. That being said, um, I would like to believe that as a society we would self-impose restrictions on where these activities can and cannot take place, though we are not a mature society. So unfortunately at that point in time, I think there does need to be rules restricting uh, what can happen near some places. I mean, you know, go back to the Richmond um, injecting room. You know, there, there's been dead bodies or a dead body uh, found in school. There's been you know, in the school nearby um, all sorts of stuff going on and, you know, that's there. So, you know, this is um, part of what would you say? these people's evil plan to destroy the community, to destroy the family unit, to destroy children. Um, they've sexualised them uh, to, you know, disgusting ends. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it's... How do you describe it? I, I think it, it, it is disgusting that what these people are doing. Um, the, yeah, so... They will have a lot to answer for. I certainly hope that they do lose their seats come November. Um, sadly, I think with the deals that are going on um, behind the scenes, I don't think that is going to be the case. Uh, but, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Um, uh, do 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 Yeah, um, no, yeah, but anyway, um, it, it, it's just, I don't know, what's what's Victoria going to be like in a couple of years if, if the Andrews regime stays in power? Um, don't know. Do we fight and, you know, stay and fight or do we pack up and go? Um, I, I really don't know that one. Um, so, yeah, um, I don't know. Um, 
Though one thing I do know, and I'm going to – actually, no, I won't. I'll end it on that one. Um, one thing that I think that we should all be prepared for is the day that the uh, writs are returned. Um, uh, when is it? Uh, I don't know when writs are returned. Uh, can we – I can't find it there. 2020 – there we go. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, no, it doesn't say. Um, the election's on the 26th. So let's say, you know, the week after when it's been confirmed that sadly the Labor Party retains government, I wouldn't be surprised if the pand- uh, Premier makes another pandemic declaration because that scaremongering has already started because there's an article in the Herald Sun, what latest worrying COVID, Victorian COVID figures actually mean. Health experts have urged Victorians to take precautions amid a worrying spike in COVID cases, but say we're not back in the fear stage yet. Well, why are we writing an article about it? It's too early to determine the strength and impact of a new Omicron subvariant causing COVID cases to soar by nearly 25% in a week, experts say. It comes as a number of people becoming seriously ill and hospitalised has risen. Um, yeah, this is the, the, the fear-mongering has started um, and this is what people are going to be doing to justify what is happening. Uh, Daily Mail has even put out uh, two new strains of COVID have been found in the UK which may be immune to current vaccines, health officials warn. Well... I think all the strains were immune to the vaccine apart from the, the Delta one. Um, wasn't that right? That the jab was was it created on the initial COVID strain or was it uh, on Delta strain? So, yeah, it's, man, it's a thing. The, the, the scaremongering is starting and, uh, yeah, don't be surprised if we're in lockdown before Christmas uh, if not before Christmas, it'll be early in the next year where he's just going, oh, you know, we've got to do this, you know, the pandemic come back with a force because it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated and whatever other bullshit lines that he wants to come out with. Uh, so, yes. Anyway, wrapping this one up and speaking of bullshit, um, Daily Mail sadly reports that the ABC exterminates Doctor Who. Auntie Hen's five-decade broadcast deal and streaming giant Disney Plus buys rights to iconic British sci-fi show. New episodes of Doctor Who will no longer air on the ABC, ending the public broadcaster's five-decade association with the British sci-fi series. Um, I will admit, hey, I used to be a Doctor Who fan. Um, I think that you know i was starting to wane a bit with peter capaldi's first season uh but you know what uh, i think his uh second season and all that sort of stuff were, were pretty good he uh, you know he grew into the character and actually i was um rather impressed with it um i think the the last season he started getting a bit woke um definitely gone woke with uh jody whittaker as a doctor and with how that they're going now with um, a you know a, a doctor who ticks all the diversity boxes is really concerning, uh, but you know I haven't watched I haven't watched an episode in um, of, of the modern you know the, this latest series I think probably about two years, uh, which is kind of sad. 
uh, because it was a good show. I grew up watching it as a kid, uh, enjoyed watching it uh, now. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, it, it is sad and there's that, you know, that saying is that you go woke, go broke. Um, so, yes, uh, that's what's going to be happening is that they're going woke and they're going to go broke. Um, I can't imagine the uh, episodes of, uh, you know, the seasons of Doctor Who lasting past this one. Uh, but, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see, um, which is kind of sad uh, because, yeah, it, it was a good show. Um, but, yeah, anyway. Um, so, yeah, so I think I might end it there. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, but as I said, it, it, it's one of those things that is kind of sad. Um, yeah, because... You know, as I said, grew up with Doctor Who and, and you know, it was really something to watch and, and something to get excited with. Uh, but anyway, on that episode, on that episode, on that note, uh, going to end it here. Thank you, everyone, for listening and uh, look forward to having you join me on the next one. Till then, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Fifth Estate, the news behind the headlines. Until the next episode of The Fifth Estate releases... We'd love for you to leave a review wherever you go to for quality podcasts. And we'll keep holding those in power in check.